0: Gonna put it in my butt for all you know. Uh, butts are. What if I scratch my butt with it?
1: Butts are relatively clean. I feel like you haven't you're, seen mine. I feel like I mean, God knows what comes out of there. But because you use a bidet, I feel like it's it's cleaner than most butts. Yeah, that's probably right. But I mean, I bet it also sees more action than most butts. Do you bleach your butthole? Do I bleach my butthole? Yeah. Absolutely not. Why would I need to do that?
0: I don't know. I was just wondering if that's a thing people do normally.
1: No, I think that's a thing that literally only porn stars do. Really? Yeah.
0: Are you sure? Isn't that like an all-in-one service when you get like a Brazilian wax? It's like, oh, well, we're already here. Might as well.
1: Did you get your ass placed recently? No.
0: I've never had it happen. I was just wondering if that was like a thing. Like I'd recently started getting pedicures, so I was just like, "Yeah, hey, I wonder if people do this." And I'm I just... saw, I saw the name. I'm trying to remember the name of the place. What
1: place? Because I want, I want a doctor pedicure place, so someone can go like stake you out there. Why?
0: Oh man! Why would you do that? It's, it's across my... the street from Paris Baguette. Yeah, they're very, they're very nice people there. Uh... I always get like the, oh, do you want to pick out some nail polish? Ha, <laughs> they always oh, like, do that. I, I like, get it huh. because
1: you don't want toe nail polish yeah.
0: Like, uh-huh. yeah, I was like, oh maybe I will one day, I don't know you should uh I'll get all black.
1: You should go to i g n with like paint and nails and just see what happens. see how people treat me, see how people treat you,
0: yeah, it'd be like a social experiment, right?
1: I know more and more guys who paint their nails black,
0: yeah, I always just assume they're like emo people. I don't know if it's an emo thing. If it's any other color except black, it's an emo thing. No, I'm sorry. If it's black, it's an emo thing. If it's any other color, it's just like, whatever. But when it's black specifically, I'm like, emo.
1: It just feels weird because of
0: society. Or
1: scene. I
0: I, I don't really care, but
1: it definitely has like a weird society thing. It's like, oh, guys don't do that.
0: I once had a clear coat applied to my hands, like my fingernails, and... I loved it. I thought my nails looked so nice. It was great. It was like polished to a T, and then they applied a, a clear coat. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I really like this." Yeah, really.
1: That that shit doesn't. My. It looks
0: nice, and it feels nice. Cause then you just do this all day. You just rub your fingernails. I'm
1: not interested in that. I I I gnaw on the skin around my thumbs, which is oh yeah, very big problem. That's bad for you. I mean, it's not bad for me. It's, it's bad for your skin bad for your teeth it's fine for my teeth yeah but like I, I it, it's definitely probably my biggest nervous habit yeah. it's it's like a real tell if I'm stressed um, now that I say it you'll probably notice more yeah uh, I generally only I do it subconsciously when I'm like really at an end or when I'm bored I'll be like Ugh. what do
0: what you why are you looking at my face I think there's the upper corner, the upper corners of your lip. You have a little longer hairs there. Yes, I the do. Rest of your I do. That's because
1: the electric shaver I have really doesn't hit that area well with the guard on. Yeah,
0: so take I have, that guard off.
1: I eh, know. Or just trim it. Sometimes I, I normally just go afterwards and trim it with scissors, but huh. I didn't this time. This is a really long intro for a podcast that people probably want to hear us talk about video games.
0: Yeah. So, Hi. And welcome to an episode of Garbage Game Club, where we're talking about Cadence of Hyrule. But Nick, I thought we were going to talk about Control. That's what we said on the last podcast. That is what we said on the last podcast, Joey. Well, what happened? Well, Nick, we've had a very busy, I don't know,
1: week and a half. Yeah. It's been really hard to sit down and play like a 10-hour PC game.
0: (laughs) So instead you played two... Five hour PC games. That's not true. Yeah. I didn't play two, two five hour PC games. Two five hour Switch games. Uh
1: I probably spent a little bit more time on Bad North, to be honest. That's gonna spoiler alert, we're gonna do Bad North for a garbage game club eventually. Um probably soon. Nick, I have to give you a list of games that I played that you could like potentially play while you're traveling.
0: I'm gonna play games I wanna play when I'm traveling.
1: <laughs> but what if one of those games is Mario Rabbids? Mm. Mm.
0: When the Link's Awakening game is just around the corner, it's going to be a little bit more difficult.
1: Yeah, we'll have to coordinate.
0: <laughs> uh, dude, we got, we got games
1: in the tank on my side. We're just going to get Nick to play them. But uh, a game that's in the tank on Nick's side that I didn't play was Control, even though I know that he likes it. That's another spoiler. Um <clears throat>
0: Maybe I it was all a mislead. It could a, it could have been all a
1: dodge, but the I really wanted to do uh, not control because I didn't play it. No,
0: uh-huh. my brain stopped. Why Cadence of Hyrule though? Why Cadence of Hyrule? Because you didn't seem that interested when the game came out.
1: I wasn't that interested when the game came out, and you're like Joey. This game is great. You were talking about it and playing it probably nonstop for four or five days.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's about right. Definitely longer than I played it for. You played. I remember. I remember watching your girlfriend come over, and she was like, oh, "How did you know there was a secret, there was a secret <laughs> dungeon there?" And you were like, "Cause there was a blue bird on the bush," <laughs> yeah. and it was the. the- Oh, and 100% the weirdest interaction I've ever seen you two have. Why? I felt very uncomfortable because you, you almost sounded so smug about it. Yeah. You're like, oh, look at me. I'm a, I'm a smart video game I'm person. a gamer. I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking gamer. Um, yeah. I didn't seem interested in Cadence of Hyrule, but there's a couple things that made me want to play it. One... I couldn't sit down and commit time to playing control. I needed to play a switch game
0: yeah and a shorter game
1: too. And, a, and a shorter game too because I needed something that I could without my PC just kind of turn my brain off and play yeah and I have a I actually have a wish list on my switch which are all games that I like quasi intend for garbage game club uh-huh. so I rolled through it and I'm like, what can I play that might be a good alternative game this week that'll be kind of quick. That I can do on the move, and the answer was Cadence of High Roll. And the reason why I also picked that one is because um, earlier in the day I was talking to Elspeth,
0: who oh is yeah yeah the voice she, of Cadence yeah she's the voice of Cadence.
1: So I uh, I, I I recalled that in my head. Wow, I hit my nose in the mic. I'm sorry. Uh, I recalled it in my head. and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll play that game. And then I started down the uh, proverbial time warp rabbit hole. Yeah. What is Cadence of Hyrule, Nick?
0: Cadence of Hyrule is... Let me pull up my phone real quick. Cadence of Hyrule is a spin of and crossover of Crypt of the Necrodancer, an indie game from about, what, five years ago? That seems too long. I want to say 2017. Uh, actually, thanks to the power of the internet, I can tell you it was released in 2015. Uh, i split the difference. Um, And the Legend of Zelda Cadence of Hyrule combines the rhythm-based movement that you'll see in uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer along with the fighting mechanics and mixes it with elements that are reminiscent of earlier titles in the Zelda franchise, such as Link to the Past which is widely held as one of the better 2D Zelda games. And I think that's one of the first things that really got people's attention about this game is that it basically is done in the art style of Link to the Past, or it, it looks like it takes place within the world of Link to the Past or Link Between Worlds.
1: The thing that got my attention was that Nintendo gave their IP for someone to do this with, with an what is basically an indie title even if it wasn't indie darling we're not talking about like a like a papers please indie darling or an undertale indie darling we're talking like mid-tier indie darling in Crypt of the Necrodancer
0: yeah not just any one of their flagship like first it's, it's not a Splatoon spinoff like this is this is a Zelda game a Zelda game in the year of our lord 2019 this is the Zelda game that came out after Breath of the Wild
1: yeah isn't that absurd I... When it came out, I'm like, or when they announced it at E3 and I saw it, I was just thinking to myself, what? Yeah. Because Nintendo's notorious for not doing this stuff, even even with Mario Rabbids, that was also a what the fuck moment.
0: Yeah, I think that the, again with a young, with a lot of younger developers that are leading first party studios at Nintendo these days. It seems as though they are willing to experiment a little bit more. Nintendo as a whole's mentality is willing to throw caution into the wind more. Again, as he said, we saw Mario versus Rabbids and now this. Like This is just a prime example of just them getting closer to adhering to the times. Not quite completely, but it's like, hey, we, you probably would like something like this and i couldn't think of a better title to lend itself to this weird indie treatment like legend of zelda because the big thing about crypt the negro right la, 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 crypt of the necrodancer is it's a rhythm based music game that combines roguelike elements and a dungeon crawler
1: it's a roguelike like dungeon crawler crawler that the main mechanic is everything happens on the beat of a song yeah your movements your attacks the enemy's movements, the enemies' attacks, the way the world moves together, um, different NPCs, everything is to the rhythm. So, Zelda, well, actually, I mean, all first-party Nintendo titles, killer music. So to be able Fantastic. to remix all those to do this with makes sense. And it seems like...
0: The homie Koji Kondo. Like,
1: you know, where Mario and rabbits were this, hey, let's take two things and then mash them together in service of making a third thing... Crypt of the Necro Dancer Or Cants of Hyrule Which I, I'm always saying the name wrong I always want to call it like Crypt of Hyrule or something Is Them lifting A mechanic Yeah And putting a different skin on it And not just stealing that mechanic I feel like you know In In game dev of old It might have just been like Oh hey we made a game In the style of Crypt of the Necro Dancer But instead they're like Oh hey maybe we shouldn't Just completely rip you off I guess you own this idea want to make our game which is so cool that they just imagine being that person who's like being approached by Nintendo being like wait you want to take my indie game you want to take my core mechanic and you want to build a Zelda game around it the only thing the only thing more prestigious than that would be if they said let's build a Mario game around it
0: I mean that's what they did with Mario Rabbids, and I would argue that this is more of an out of left field. Like, okay, this is weird. Mario Rabbids at least was a known presence on the Wii, as like it was it was a heavy hitter on the Wii. Yeah, for some reason. I don't know. Kids and grandmas love it. Fucking Gen Zs. <laughs> the they
1: like minions. This is all commentary for another podcast, and we eventually talk about Mario Rabbids.
0: But I think unlike like what you're saying, where you just rip a mechanic out, the thing that really struck me, I guess we just go into it, is just the, the... I think the big draw of Cadence of Hyrule is, one, the music, which is phenomenal. Like, the remixes are gorgeous out of this world. Amazing. But, two... I would say it's the design and structure of the overworld, navigating the world. Every screen is a puzzle and there is something to be discovered on that screen which harkens back to the original NES Zelda game where there was a bush or a pair of rocks that you could blow up on every single screen to get access to a secret. And that's what this game does. And the problem I had with older Zelda games, like, as I got older, is that it's just the reward wasn't that great for exploring. That's a problem I have with a lot of 3D Zelda games, is that you're usually never surprised by the rewards that you get in the game. They're all usually pieces of heart, rupees, or, like, supplies. But in this game, there's, like, actual loot that's different every single time, which is nice. There's cool things you can find. This
1: game has... A lot of loot.
0: And it's all different. Like, a lot of the stuff is cool. There's accessories, there's rings, there's boots, there's shields.
1: Yeah, there's there's a couple different tiers of loot, you know. There's your typical rupees. There's diamonds, which is a currency that exists through death because this game is a roguelike game. Um, there is items equipment items that degrade over time that give you upgrades like boots like shovels like a floating boots like yeah there's items that stay with you in your inventory through death like a hook shot or a boomerang or a bow and different types of arrows um there's your there's your boss items there's keys so there's a bunch of different things um there's almost in my opinion too many things because this game it's interesting it gives you a lot of tools to play with and a lot of ways to solve puzzles it's not linear in the sense that you can explore this map however you want to in whatever order you want to uh, like a Zelda game for the most part but it's also when you're see screens and you're like oh hey here's a heart container oh hey here's something that I that I want to obtain there's never just one way to do it because there's so many tools at your disposal
0: yeah, and I think that the, the all the different tools help accommodate different play styles. Like the one weapon that I just never used because I had zero interest in it, which I hear is fantastic, is the spear. The spear is supposedly fantastic, but I loved, loved, loved my wide-swinging sword, my wide-swinging blood sword that would steal health and also just deal damage to the three enemies in front of me and just clobber.
1: I think the math on the blood sword. I think the math on the blood upgrade is actually not that great. But the math on the it's weird how because you can infuse all of your weapon, most of your weapons. You can like, upgrade like them. upgrades like yeah. to steal health back or do more damage or, you know, apply poison. Um, and there's there's like you know you you there's different caves where you can do that. There's caves that just have fairies in it that you can bottle. There's caves that have different shop owners in them where you yeah. like specific bomb shops or fairy potion, potion shops where you can fill your bottle with health potions or stamina potions um my weapon of choice which is i think far and away the cheesiest weapon is the mace oh yeah those are pretty the l-shaped the l-shaped weapon because you can attack opponents to your side which meant that if I would do more dancing around,
0: right? Speak into your mic, more. Uh, hey everybody,
1: I'm talking right into the microphone. My name is Joey, and I'm a professional podcaster. I know how to use a mic. <laughs> uh, I'm also talking about Nick, the mace. Ah, uh, the mace. You see, the thing about the mace is that if you danced around enough, you can you can just kill all the enemies without them ever being able to touch you, without them ever being in front of you. <clears throat> there's a little flummy
0: that's fine
1: uh I, I definitely liked the, the L-shaped weapon the mace It's it felt cheesier because of, of just being able to walk <laughs> around enemies and not have to get in front of them uh there's a very there's there's a pretty decent variance in enemies here uh if you just start the game you can kind of explore and find a bunch of them right away they seem to scale in difficulty as you acquire more uh as you defeat more bosses yeah so it's kind of the zelda thing where like you know goblins that are green they're now blue then they're red and they do more damage and have more health um,
0: yeah, all the Zelda standbys are there. You start off with Rocks, Deku Scrubs, and then you get the Lizalfos, the Stalfos, the Lynels, the Moblins, all that stuff. Like, just classic Zelda enemies kind of reimagined from a third-party perspective trying to make a Link to the Past game. Like, it's a very larger art style, but I still dug it. Yeah, there's there's enemies that
1: feel really intimidating and that i never really understood their attack patterns and i don't i feel like while i really appreciate a lot of things in cadence of hyrule there was some stuff that i felt was i don't know problematic is the right word but it just didn't click with me how so and and i feel like that starts off with uh you're not given a ton of time to understand a lot of what the enemies do and i feel like a lot of the learning in cadence of hyrule comes through making mistakes yeah it comes through dying yeah which i'm not super into it felt like a lot of times i would die or i would take more damage than i want to because of just Ignorance, And then I would take that damage and I wouldn't be able to understand right away what happened. Now, I feel like the game could be better at telegraphing. I guess the game telegraphs what the enemies do. They normally have lined up animations. You see what direction they're facing. But um, I, I, I don't really know. When exactly they're swinging on the beat, I don't know how much damage they're going to do. I don't know if they have some kind of weird attack pattern. It was just uh, a lot of trial and error, which didn't always feel good. My least favorite part of this game, Cades of Hyrule, was probably the first 60 to 90 minutes. It was a lot of just uh, banging my head against the wall, for, for lack of a better way to put it. And... Initially, I didn't know if I was going to enjoy the game because if my if you talk to me 30 minutes in, I'd be like, I guess I'll play this, but I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm going to slug through it. Yeah. But eventually it clicked and I started having fun.
0: Yeah, I think I had a similar experience and I think that's actually one of the biggest criticisms of the game is that it has a rough early game and that it's just basically... I don't want to say bad game design because I like I, I completely agree with everything you said. Like A game should be able to choreograph what you did wrong. You should be able to figure out this is where I messed up. And so I'd say for the first hour or so, you really just die a lot trying to explore. You're like, oh, I guess I can't go over to this corner. This enemy just destroyed my world. But I think once you get over that initial hump in the game, I think that's when you just kind of glide through the rest of it because i found myself rarely dying as i got past that first two hours like i think after that i was just like oh this is easy now
1: well i i wouldn't say that i was rarely dying because i was playing the game remarkably carelessly really yeah i didn't feel the need to like hoard all my stuff i normally got i got what i needed out of a certain run and i'm like okay, I'm just going to like go headstrong into some of these enemies. I'm not going to dance around them. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to be like, attack, attack, attack. Okay, I took some damage. Okay, there's another heart piece. I'm going to keep on going. And uh, I, I probably died way more than you, but that's just because I was intentionally careless and very aggressive.
0: And it, it's weird, though. I think out of all the games I've played, especially Zelda games, I found myself getting into like this trance-like state where I would like, my goal was to get to this square on the overworld, and so it's just like I'm moving along to the rhythm of the song, and it's all just like clockwork, like I can just feel it in my bones, just this is how the song goes, go boom, 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 and you just felt so in tune with the game in a way that I don't think I have for a long time, like I, I feel like I could play that game with my eyes closed and be fine for the most part, like so that's the music. Yeah, it's the music, but I think it's also just the blend of finding a weapon that works for you and just understanding how it works and learning the attack patterns and just realizing, like, oh, it, you're just dancing with the enemies. That's all it is.
1: Yeah, and once you get in that groove, it can be...
0: It, it, I,
1: I This was my experience, and I feel like a lot of people get to the point where they go, Okay, I'm going to finish this game, but I'm also going to close to 100% this game. I'm going to visit every tile. I'm going to unlock the map. I'm going to see these charms. I'm going to understand that, oh, there's something missing here. I should uh, explore further. I should go to this dungeon. I should get this upgrade. Even if you don't need to, you don't use, I didn't use a lot of the stuff, but I felt the need to almost check the boxes like I was in a collectible game which is something that I do enjoy I mean you know I love the 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 Mario Odyssey's Mario 64 Banjo Kazooie collect-a-thon yeah. world games so yeah. to be able to go through and check off all the boxes was awesome
0: yeah, and uh, I I think that's one of the things that really compelled me to see the game because I don't usually collect everything just for the sake of collecting everything. I usually like an incentive to it, and for me, it's just the different mechanics that all the collectibles like uh, add to the game. Like I I, I said this similar something similar, but like in Ocarina of Time, I feel like that game is designed to be explored. But I think the biggest problem is there's never a good enough reward for exploration. Uh, anything that you get is mandatory for the game. So there's never any, like, oh, you could have missed something that would have been helpful later on. Like, you can get a piece of heart, but that's not sexy. I want mechanics. I want something new that changes the way I interact with the world. And that's something that Link to the Past did. That's something that the original Zelda and Zelda 2 did. But I think that got lost in the transition to 3D Zelda. So seeing something like that return in Cadence of Hyrule where you could get you know, a a cane that creates a block that you can walk on. You get uh, different weapons. I, I can't really think of any of the other ones right now. But there are weapons that are non-vital to the critical path of the game but you want to get them because they're just fun they're cool they're just unique even if you don't use it more than once you're like huh so that's what that does that's neat and then you just keep moving on i like that reward loop and this game does such a good job of doing that
1: it really does it does it does a good job rewarding and making you like it, it gives you those quick dopamine hits all the time starting with the music and then you know Continuing through with the collectibles and then ending with, uh, you know, the the actual bosses. And there's actually a a really interesting part of Cadence of High Rule that we didn't even touch on yet. And that's at the beginning of the game, you know, there there there's some lore to it. Like you know, your Cadence, you're falling through a time hole. Like, oh no, I'm in High Rule now. But you get to choose to play as either Link or Zelda, and they have different abilities. And through the course of the game, you Wake the other person you didn't play as up, and then you can switch between the two. Yeah. So I played the entirety of the game as Link, except for the parts where I had to be Zelda, because at the end there's like a switch off mechanic. Yeah. But <clears throat> I think that it's a really fun way to both add more to the initial playthrough. But at the same time, have a good incentive to go back and do a second playthrough for a game that some people are really going to want to do a second playthrough for.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: The game is short enough where you can definitely, and it gets shorter with how much you learn the game, Mm -hmm. that you can play it a second time, picking the other character or unlocking one of the other two characters that you can play as to uh you know experience the game differently so i, th- I think it's a cool way to give more play time to the people who are really craving the deeper mechanics of or excuse me craving you know just just more of the same i don't think i'll go back and play again but that's just me i, I seldom do that anyways i can see where you would really enjoy going back and playing it because also the map itself when you load in a game is randomly generated
0: yeah yeah uh and I, and I think that uh I, I found myself in a similar boat And that I, I don't think i'll go back just to play through the entire game of zelda i did enjoy the moments where i had to hot swap between the two i thought that was a fun mechanic to introduce late game uh that was unique that kind of kept me on my toes when i thought the game couldn't throw anything else at me that would beat me so it's just like oh that's a fun way to change things up a bit but that said the game did make me go out and just buy the original Crypt of the Necrodancer because it was on sale for like two dollars so I was like I like this quite a bit so I do wonder how much of the Zelda uh iconography and music was a, a key factor. you
1: haven't touched Crypt.
0: I haven't played the crypt yet crypto, crypto I'm, sure, I'm
1: sure I'm sure you will eventually yeah
0: yeah definitely
1: um I'm interested too you'll have to let me know uh I think that I would play it just for Shits and
0: giggles. It, it looks like there's a ton of content in that game. Like, just a crazy amount of content.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: Uh, but I think my favorite thing was just seeing, like, all the Zelda enemies musicified. Musicified. Like, the bosses, like, you know, instead of Gleok, you had Gleok and Spiel, which is very cute. They had a lot of fun with the puns. Instead of a Wizrobe, you have a Wizrobo. Yeah. I think my favorite one though Is Goma the giant spider It's go maracas It's just very cute Very 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 fun commitment To theme which I'm a fan of But if you had to choose Is there one track that Sticks out to you as like whoa that's a bop
1: Oh dude When you're in a dungeon And you're next to a shopkeeper Oh yeah The shopkeeper <clears throat> Woo if you don't see it on the map, you'll hear it. There's a music cue for when the shop is nearby. He's like
0: operatic singer, right? <clears throat> and
1: it's playing the same music, but it adds a layer of vocals. The only time you hear vocals is when there's like a friendly NPC or ne- scene nearby. So it's not only a really cool way to signal that through the core mechanic of the game, but it's the best parts are when those shopkeepers
0: in the dungeon are going, Oh,
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Dude, uh, th- that that music ripped. It's a good way of signposting too. So it's just like again, a nice blend of music and theme and gameplay, which which is awesome. Uh, I I think my favorite track though has to be the the windmill theme, da 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 like the remix for that was just out of this world when I heard I was like I just stopped playing and I was like oh my gosh, I'm just going to play this for a few minutes and just listen to this because this is a bop. It's so good. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're doing a game where the core mechanic is based on music, you better get the music yeah, right. Yeah, you got to get and it. And they did.
0: Yeah, and it never felt like a weird liberty taken with the original Koji Kondo music. It felt like just a, like a loving remix. It just felt like someone who adored the original source material so much, and they just added a small spin to it
1: now crypt has a lot of uh, add-ons and like DLC I don't know if it's actually DLC but the, you can definitely modify that game a lot in yeah. the base game for you know, just speed uh-huh. uh, time scale different tracks and what different enemies do damage health you can't do any of that in cadence
0: uh, I don't think so it has been a while admittedly since I've checked to see if they what they've added but as far as I know now But I I know they have like a seed generator mm, and stuff like that
1: I found that that's actually really cool I found out that uh, if not that I found out I found myself wanting to always play the game at like 1.5 times if I had the option I think I would have sped the game up because I liked the faster rhythm that was afforded to you more than the standard one
0: Yeah, it felt like a lot of times, like, there's the rhythm of a song that they want you to play with, and then there's, like, the faster rhythm that you can definitely, like, hit the same beats, but you can hit multiple beats before the initial beat that they want you to hit, and it doesn't recognize that as a valid way of playing, which is kind of frustrating when you want to move quickly, because they definitely force you to play the slower method.
1: Yeah, it, it it makes the it makes the game go a little long, and there's times where I feel like I can just be moving faster. Maybe that's a like a factor of either me being impatient or the way other games have trained me to do it. But when I'm when I can feel like the beats go pretty fast. I don't know what the BPM of the general of the general songs. I assume it's probably like 120 ish my brain the whole time was probably counting at 180. Yeah. So I was even though this this is this almost feels like some weird humble brag which I really don't want it to be. It 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 feels weird, but I I wanted the music to go faster because I was able to like live in the moments between the beats for longer than I wanted to. Yeah. Which if I was doing something like trying to suss out combat per se, Then yes, maybe you want that little bit of an extra quarter of a second to, to think and to plan because that's, that's what you need. But those moments where I needed that time were way, way, way fewer than the moments where I just wanted to go doop, 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 and pace my way through, through a screen.
0: No, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's probably my biggest criticism of the game is just. Uh, it wants you to adhere to its beat, to what it deems is the correct beat. I am the beat. (laughs) But I mean, uh, I I think the game has a a solid... uh, I think it's a solid play through and through.
1: Yeah, I think if you... I think this game is fun for anyone who likes something that is rhythm-based, first and foremost. That's... Do you like music? <laughs> that's that's what I like. One of my favorite games of all time is a game from the original when Steam started allowing third-party content. It was a procedurally generated music game called Audio Surf.
0: Yeah, I know Audio Surf. Yeah.
1: The same people who made uh, Audio Shield for the Vive.
0: I Love those games
1: so much. I would play tracks. I would be on the leaderboard. I'd be like, "Oh, I can feel the I can feel the music." So, I also liked DDR nah. a lot. Um, I wasn't that into Guitar Hero. I really liked Rock Band. I think I just collect the drums more. But I so Cadence draws me in with the music, and then on top of that is the the zelda elements and then on top of that is the coolness of what nintendo allowed this to be yeah and yes there are some flaws but i think that if you're regardless if you're someone who is in or not into the zelda universe you can enjoy this game for its mechanics and if you do you might even want to take that stuff further and go back and play the original crypt of the necrodancer because i think i'm going to but I think that I would recommend this game when it's on sale.
0: Yeah. I think it's a no brainer when it's on sale. It is a perfect candidate for, I want to try something new.
1: Yeah. Are, are, are you taking a trip? Do you have a couple hours of being bored? Is there going to be like an airplane flight soon that you want a game for, but you don't want to like commit to playing something giant? This like, is the one. So yeah. Like, like the other, like control. <laughs> How dare you? This is this, this is a game that's that's good for that. So uh I like I like that. I'm I'm into that.
0: Yeah. Uh two thumbs up from your boy Nick here.
1: I'll give it like a, a thumb and a half up. I don't I don't think it gets like the most ring endorsement for it's probably not gonna not gonna sit on my, you know, top five games of the year list mm. but regardless it would sit on my games that were good this year list.
0: Yeah it's a, a surprise release that i just never knew i wanted
1: yeah i'm happy we have it i'm happy we can share with you i'm happy we can talk about it but next time we're gonna talk about what we wanted to talk about this time which is control
0: remedies new game we signed up for
1: homework last time it's gonna be i didn't do my homework that's my fault You can do your homework. You now have longer to do your homework. You should be thanking me, actually. Uh, I guess, though, if you want to do your homework, you have to fuck Surprise, Blake, Kate, and Survival before this podcast.
0: Yeah. This is a pop quiz. Pop quiz. So when we return for the next Garbage Game Club, we will be playing and talking Control. Full spoilers, by the way.
1: I'm happy that uh, you're going to be gone for a couple weeks so that I can just, like, play it in my room naked. Gross. Yeah.